Okay, we are now live. This here is the Praise and Able show. Uh, I'm joined by, well, my name is Praise, and uh, it's very nice to meet you guys. We, the last time we posted an episode was in like December of last year, so this will be our first episode uh, back. And also, uh, I'm joined by my cohort, my godbrother, my friend, uh, my longtime friend. And and also we are. Uh, this is not really a test run, but we, me and Abel, have uh, been in talks with a certain somebody, and uh, we're just gonna mention the name of the of the website that we may be working with, just in case, because this is gonna be something I send this person to kind of review and look at to see what we can potentially do with it in the future. So we are. In this episode, we will be somewhat sponsored by uh, a website, or the website that we may be working with, called uh, Trey MG, or at least that's how it's worded in the website uh, that she sent us, or that she sent me. I haven't shown able this yet, but um, this is just for her so that she knows that we. this is the test uh, episode that I wanted her to see. Uh, other than that, Abel, how have you been lately before we get started? Man, um, I take a mask a little bit, you know, a lot of vaccines and stuff. But you know, besides that, they're generally pretty good. Oh, um, now that I'm done with the semester, I've been catching up on lives and stuff. So yeah, yeah things are going pretty good for me. What you? Uh, everything's been good. Mostly, kind of like your situation, just school and work is about to end for me. I'm currently looking for my next job, which is something I've never had to do before. Um, although I do have a job lined up, so I'm technically just looking for a job that's similar to the job that I already have or something there in next to it so I can be able to just do both uh, if possible. I do have a few internships lined up, which is really nice. And it's the summertime, so I'm very excited to see what it is we will do. And with all that and the intro and pleasantries out of the way, we are just going to get right uh, to it with the first topic of today being... Basically, uh, there's a little film called Indiana Jones 5 that uh, will be coming out. That one has been in uh, development hell since probably the end of uh, Crystal Skull or whatever when that came out. Yeah, um, so like the end of like 2008. Yeah, like it's because I know that they said, like, I think after that movie, they were like, you know what? This next movie is either going to be completely rebooted or we'll do one more, but they never decided. And Steven Spielberg kept saying one was coming. Then he said that he, there was. And then, like, 10 years or whatever has passed, and now they're finally getting to it. Uh, originally, Spielberg was going to direct, but he decided to hand the film off to James Mangold from uh, Ford v. Ferrari fame, and most recently, also Logan fame. So, obviously, yeah, the film... Really yeah. Did Spielberg direct the last four, or did he just direct, like, the first three? I want to say he directed the last four, including Crystal Skull, because... There was, like, eventual, like, rumors between him and Shia LaBeouf that Shia LaBeouf, like, really didn't like the way he worked, I think, or worked with him. And uh, and Steven Spielberg was, like, trying to make him his golden boy because he was in, like, uh, Transformers and for him and, yeah, and Indiana Jones. Right. And uh, it was mostly, I guess, because Spielberg uh, liked his what he thought he had in him, uh, which he still does. Uh, everybody loves Shia now, but... Um, it's, just, it's a different energy than when people die. Yeah. And uh, so going back to the film, it's going to be directed by James Mangold from all the name, all the lists I just mentioned. Uh, this cast is obviously they're going to have Harrison Ford return. 
um, for this one. This is definitely going to be his last one. This man is, I think, around 60 years old, so it's going to be very interesting to see how he's how they how he moves. Oh, yeah, like he. It, I don't know what age he is, but he is definitely getting up there in age. Oh my god, I don't know if he's that old. He, maybe it's because he doesn't look that old. But if he is, I'm very surprised. Uh, I thought he was a lot older. Um, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with him at his age, uh, given the character of Indiana Jones and what they'll have him do. Yeah. 78. Oh my gosh, dude, that's crazy. He, d- he does not look that old to me. Maybe it's because cause, like, I rarely see him in a lot yeah, of movies. Too. Like, yeah, it's like you kind of, you've grown accustomed to seeing old hair before. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's so spry and old. Yeah. It's crazy because, like, the way he looked in Force Awakens is the way I think I've seen him ever since then. Or the Expendables, too, too. Because I remember he was in one of the Expendables movies. And uh, he was in that as a pilot, and he looked the exact same way. Anyways, uh, he's going to star in it. They got a nice uh, young cast in it. Uh, one of them, uh, another star being uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridges, who, if you don't know, wrote and directed, or wrote uh, Fleabag, um, and also wrote the newest James Bond movie that, that'll be coming out sometime this year maybe and uh she's been a really hot uh star uh up and comer this these past few years like literally she's won a lot of emmys and um a few golden globes so she's definitely up there right now in hollywood is one of the top tier new new stars another star is going to be mads milkelson who's worked with disney on a variety of projects from ranging from uh, star wars to marvel and now he's going to be playing i i believe he's playing the villain in uh, indiana jones which uh, I think they're going back to. I can't remember if they're doing Germany or Russia. I think it's Germany again. That's cool. If it is, whatever it is, I know it's going to be cool because Mads Mikkelsen is also going to be in it. Yeah. Um, and he's playing a villain, so there's and nothing can go wrong. Just like excellent casting. Yeah. A hundred percent a Indiana Jones villain. An Indiana Jones villain. <laughs> Indiana Jones or James Bond, like you just right yeah. On, on, honestly, um, but yeah, so he's going to be in it, and also Boyd Holbrook from Logan is going to be in a Narcos uh, fame. So I'm really excited to see what they bring to this story. Uh, I'm wondering if like, if we'll get glimpses of who may play a younger Indiana Jones, maybe him reflecting. Uh, they haven't really released that much about the story implications of anything. Um, the cast looks good. The images yeah. that have been released have been him in a, fed- a fedora hat and all that. Go ahead. What do you think of the images? Uh, I thought they were fine. Um, I, the, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, basically, uh, they released some images of Harrison Ford um, in his iconic gear. I think they were in Germany um, for the image that I saw. Uh, and in the in the gear that he was wearing, it was like his, you know, normal, regular, run-on-the-mill fedora outfit, all that jazz. Um, I, yeah, and uh, he. I think I also saw one of him trying to throw a punch at somebody in the picture. Um, I don't know why they would show something like that because that kind of shows his age a lot more. And I don't think when somebody's in motion like that, it doesn't really look too good unless it's like, unless, I don't know. I don't know. He, he punched uh, Ryan Gosling for real in Blade Runner. So, you know, he's, he's still got the punching in him. That's know? true. What if, like, the rest of that picture shows him, like, getting his ass beat, but we just didn't see that part? But anyways. Uh, <laughs> anyways, uh, but I did enjoy the images. I'm not a huge Indiana Jones fan. I have seen majority of the movies honestly my experience with indiana jones outside of like one of the movies i've seen for him is the uh lego indiana jones game <laughs> so that's as much as i know about uh indiana jones yeah, those, those 
those Lego games have been scared pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I think it's a good it's a good move. Um, I don't know where they'll take the franchise from there. It's kind of funny that he's like just like in universe. What is the explanation for him still wearing the same clothes he wore? That's true. Like, that's just so funny. Like, I think he'll like, say like something cheesy, like you can't teach an old dog new tricks or something like that. Some weird old shit like that. That sounds like a westerny James Mangold yeah, like, thing to say. <laughs> like, like yeah. Right. Yeah. Now I'm expecting that to be a line in the trailer. That'll probably be a line in the trailer. I'm not. I, I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, what are you? What about you, Abel? Did you enjoy the images? Did you? Were you kind of? Yeah. Where you at with the um, images? It's it's definitely still Indiana Jones. You know, there's there's nothing crazy different that they're doing for the looks of it. <laughs> you know, like. I know people nowadays are very upset if you change anything about those franchises. So the fact that they're sticking to like you know the fourth and bringing back the old uniform and you know you know they're still pretty much good, like going for the same action. I think that's a very good sign that like this is not a good force. Yeah, and it's just nice that they're rolling cameras in front of this thing because they've been wanting to do it for a long time, and it seems like now they're finally Disney's like, all right, we'll do it before this man gets any older. Like honestly, because. I don't know. And, you know, it's it, it's also really fun to see that, that you know Harrison Ford even cares a little bit about that's pretty cool. Right. Because yeah, he's this is his, his big three, right? It's Blade Runner, Star Wars, and now he's doing Indiana Jones. And like that'll be it, right? He doesn't have any other like legacy roles he has to. Said <laughs> because you're right. <laughs> I remember he, him and Sam Jackson were like in a battle about stuff like that. That was funny. Like how they both have like iconic legacy characters. Uh, yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, and even Kellen. They're just crazy old men. There's no other shit. Like, I, I bet you. I'm so glad he's done it. He's like, I've done it all. They, don't, they, can't, they can't contract me to do anything else. Right. All I have to do after this is, you know, this movie, and I can go back to flying planes or whatever the hell I do. Yeah. Like, he's done. Do you think he, he would retire after this? Uh, like, do you see retirement from him, or do you think he'll just, like, pop in small roles, like, like the way Al Pacino does type of thing? Yeah, or like keep doing those like little like what's that dog movie he did? Yeah, uh, Hunt for the Wild, I think, or yeah, for the wild, yeah, right. something Call like that. Wild. Yeah, yeah Call of the Wild. Yeah. See, I want to say he would probably just do, keep doing movies like that and just pop in every once in a while. But honestly, I see this as like the perfect opportunity for him to just be like, you know what? I, I'm good. I literally done yeah. all. I'm, I don't like this. Is it? I don't have to act anymore. This is a good like swan song. Yeah. Especially if it's a good. That'd be cool. Um, and uh, obviously, like, uh, this is a beloved franchise, so I wish Disney well with it, and hopefully it's good. Um, they got good people in front and behind the camera, so we'll leave it at that. Uh, so do you have any remaining thoughts before I move on? Uh, no, I, I, I have faith in James Mangle. I think it's a, it was a really smart move to give the uh, director a uh, new director for this movie. Yeah. Because, you know, I feel like, as much as I love Spielberg, I think director is definitely the way to go for this just to kind of like i feel like like uh like spielberg kind of like showing his age and kind of just that as adventurous as he was in this movie yeah so i think this was a good call and i think it's actually gonna turn out honestly i agree with you on that um so moving on i guess uh 
Also, let us know what you guys think down below, because you guys could send voice messages on here. So, if you have something to say about that as well, leave us a message down below. Can, or like, you can, like, review voice messages during the Yeah, I, and I've seen that before. I think only one person has sent one, like, on one of my older ones, but I didn't, I, I don't, I don't think it really said anything special. Um, anyways, back to the next topic, which is going to be, uh, Sony has finally announced, um, that... They will be. They have cast their Craven the Hunter, um, for their Venom verse esque Spider Verse thing, and the person they cast is going to be our very own Aaron Taylor Johnson. Now, with this casting, um, I'm gonna just give my uh, kind of like assume where they're going with this is like we still um, there's if you don't know like Tom Holland's contract and Sony's thing with Marvel. They did re-up it. I think there's still, like, two more movies he signed on for to uh, co-star in or to be in that's MCU-related. And I'm pretty sure well, this I one is the last one, right? I don't know if they've changed the contract. Because uh, I know uh, they're on better terms than they were a couple of years ago. Right. When they, when they re-upped that deal. So I, I don't know the uh, specifics, but I think it's either... I think it's until the end of this contract, I think, like, they're, they're probably going to have another update like hey here's what we're gonna do that's true too like, I, I think in this contract it's two solo movies right and uh one team see i want to say it's the opposite yeah i want to say it's one one because i know he's in doctor strange i think that's pretty much confirmed already because they keep making it seem like he will be in it uh, or at least it's not confirmed don't say it's confirmed i don't want like somebody to run with this and be like, i'm not a, i'm not an inside trade anybody i don't like over here and run because some people be listening to us and they'll just run with anything. I disclaim I am no, I'm not a inside news reporter or anything like that. Um, but what I do know is that they do have some type of contract still in place to have Tom Holland be in their universe, which means, and also if you look at the future release date for the rest of the movies this year, Sony will be releasing two, I think, of their movies from the Sony Spider Verse. Uh, those two being Venom, Let There Be Carnage, and Morbius with Jared Leto. Uh, so, obviously, with all that going on, we still have yet to see how the MCU is going to connect itself to that character. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the information that we you know, should know about how it's going to connect is probably in those two films. Right. Especially with the, you know, like the Michael Keaton and Morbius. Like, yeah. I think once we've seen those two films, we'll probably have a better grasp I think I read somewhere that like that like what is it that like and this isn't like you know an inside source yeah but I read that it's like the way it works is the villains and like their stories you know Venom and, and Morbius like they exist with Spider-Man but they don't exist in the MCU but Spider-Man does exist in the MCU and like it's, he's kind of like in the <laughs> he's kind of like in the middle <laughs> Yeah. But I think it's almost like it's two universes linked by Spider-Man. Right. That's how I've heard it, yeah. That makes sense. And um, and all I can say is that, like, you know, they've been doing right by Tom Holland with his performances. I'll say that John Watts has done an amazing job alongside with Kevin Feige and all the creative team over there at Marvel and Sony with their the distribution aspect of everything. Um, and Amy Pascal, uh, they did a great job of reinvigorating this character for a third time. In such a small window of time that uh, it's going to be very interesting to one see where this all leads to in regards to 
the Sony version of Spider Verse um, over there, and how Tom Holland's MCU Spider Man character relates to that character as well. Because I'm also wondering if he's. I know Tom Holland said, "I'll play this character forever," but every actor says that, and um, and I'm not saying he's lying or anything like that. But I'm saying, no, but like, yeah, he, he hasn't reached like his late. Yeah, Tobey Maguire also Maybe. may have probably said that hit with his first Spider-Man movie, and eventually, you know, now he, we couldn't even get this man to play Uncle Ben if we want if if they threw unless they threw billions of dollars at him. But actors love to grow. I'm not saying that's a bad thing either. Um, I'm just saying like he's not going to play know, Spider-Man like, forever. Like, like that's just fact, yeah. Like, but like, still, I, I, uh, I do enjoy. Him. Yeah, and, and he. I, and I think he will build like another three movies. Oh yeah, for sure. I, I think that he has at least one trilogy left in him, and then, and I'm hoping that that trilogy takes place completely outside of the MCU. If they do, um, I meaning like, or at least won't rely heavily on that that aspect of it, so we can get more of him as a. Yeah, I really want him to be an adult i get like the hand holding thing um with marvel and everything but i think at a certain point if he's still like one he shouldn't be in high school by like six movies in yeah, like I, I i saw on, like a twitter post yesterday where it's like he's 25 playing an 18 year old yeah home, like can we stop the stigma with the, right this wire about how like he didn't look like he was young <laughs> Yeah, like if this man isn't graduating in in the the movie after this, in the beginning of the movie, then I'm gonna be like, okay, yeah, like I, is, I, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I just need to see a difference. If he does leave this universe, I need to see loose connections, but a big difference in how they're going to be portraying him because we can't have all of his villains be related to Tony Stark every single time either. Like, yeah, I, it's I, not I his story in that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, no way home. But, oh yeah, no way. Home. <laughs> the home trilogy. <laughs> Such a weird trilogy. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Um, but yeah, back to the uh, casting. Hmm. Do you like Aaron Taylor Johnson as Raven? I do think. Okay, he's not. He wouldn't have not been my first choice, but uh, yeah, I'll say like if. Bad. If he was in the list of names and his name was on it and they were like, yeah, we're choosing him, I'd be like, eh, you, it's not a bad choice. Uh, it, it's a little uninspired. Yeah. Um, but I think he'll do well. Uh, he was just in Tenet uh, for a small part as as a, a character, and he did good in that. Everything I've liked him in, I've, everything I've seen him in, I've liked. So that's, like, my yeah, thoughts on it. I'm glad to see, like, more Aaron Taylor Johnson. I honestly thought after, you know, Age of Ultron and, uh, Right. Like, I thought that was just going to be a big break. He was just not going to get any work after that. Kind of like a, what's his name? The guy, uh, Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington, yeah. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> that guy. The yeah, guy Hollywood was, was pushing that man, bro. Like, he dominated, like, I feel like the summer of 08, 09 was all about him, bro. Uh, or, like, those two years of film history. Um, but I know some people, like, They'll have a summer of them. Like Jennifer Lawrence had one. I feel like Jonah Hill had one. Um, I think this year maybe like I mean he did have it like uh, I would say in the beginning. Uh, actually, he's. I don't, I don't think he's had one yet. Yeah. I think it'll be the year that. Yeah, I I think this year has been the year of Tom Holland in regards to like the amount of movies he's. He was in three movies this year: Chaos Walking, 
um, which not a lot of people saw, unfortunately, even though I heard he was good in it. Um, Uncharted and then No Way Home will be coming out at the end of the year. So it's going to be a Tom Holland filled, filled year, but hopefully the, the quantity will match the quality of his, of his body of work, so to speak. Um, but uh, it's, and uh, I think people are really starting to grow on him as an actor as well, because we've seen how he, if you've seen, if you haven't seen him in one of his first roles, uh, The Impossible, he was brilliant in that movie. And he's only like 12 or 13 or something like that in that. And uh, I highly recommend it. It's on Netflix. Uh, go watch it. But going back to Aaron Taylor Johnson, he's a good choice. Um, I would have personally gone with kind of like we, we talked about, a, uh, I think, a few episodes yeah. ago, like back in the day, how an Oscar Isaac would have been a good a better, a good choice for me. That was like kind of my fan casting or even yours, um, Javier Bardem. Yeah, that would have been good, too. But, you know, I still think Jason Yeah. Yeah, that's true. He would have been good. I could see him. He, he, I think he would have been good as a Craven Dodger. But uh, I think going off of what you said, I do enjoy the casting of what um, what they said. And I hope that the movie... I think it'll also be dependent on the director, how the movie will go. Because um, I think we'll get a clear, or at least a good indication of how much effort they're going to be putting into this movie with the team that they have behind him. Because I think any movie that like people usually... He he always has good directors to work with, which I think kind of elevates him to a different level than than he usually is. I guess, um, or he, I feel like it, he's yeah. usually like a director based worker. Like he'll do what the director yeah, like wants. He, so exactly, like if the director kind of wants it to be a little plain, like you know, I feel like Godzilla kind of shows. Like, yeah, like a little like he could be like an everyman, or you know, Tenet could show like you know he's he's charming if he wants to a little bit. Yeah, but, you know, also like a little like straight too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what about no, you, uh, Abel? Well, let me ask you a question because I know you hate this. Um, let's say they do connect these universes to Sony versus the MCU. Are, mm. you, are you gonna have any problems with him as Craven Hunter, seeing as he was previously physical? I know they're gonna pull some multiverse crap, and I've slowly but surely been coming to terms with all this stuff about multiverses, and I just think they're an all around terrible idea because I just feel like they haven't done any of them justice and maybe because we haven't seen a lot of uh media do this where they're connecting multiple media franchises at one time usually it's like one linear big story like the mcu has been and like star wars has been but i am slowly but surely starting to get over all that nonsense only because one i've stayed away from the trailers and two uh my tenure with superhero movies in regards to like caring so much about them uh was fulfilled with avengers endgame um, so I consider yeah. that my my movies where any anybody any actor that was in that like in those movies before in that saga I'm good with. So I'm kind of like, like do whatever honestly, you want superhero I'm movies. The same way, like just like ever since you know Endgame, it's just kind of like you, you like these movies and everything, but you're kind of like it doesn't matter what they do, they could pull some shenanigans, some big revelation, yeah, like something big. So like at the end of the day, it's just like. Know, like, oh, at least I still have my old MC. Yeah. <laughs> my perfect consistent saga. Right. Like, they could, like, totally change characters, like, replace everyone with legacy characters. Yeah. So I'm kind of, like, in that vein right now, but I know you probably, but I don't mind anymore just because of that, you know, because uh, I'm just, yeah. I want to be surprised by, the fr- by all these franchises now. They've done a good job with stuff like Invincible and the boys and different various medias that 
have kind of break broken down the superhero genre in a new way. Yeah. Uh, so I'm kind of happy. Yeah. But what about you, Abel? Like, what, uh, do you have any like other thoughts on Aaron Taylor Johnson as this as this Craven the Hunter? And do you think like he'll have the accent, or do you think he'll just be like, you know, or do you think he won't have any accent and stuff like that? It depends on what route they go. Yeah. Like, if they're going to go traditional Craven, then that's like the Russia, you know, right? World's greatest hunter. But I have no idea if that's the route they're going, just because it's like that Craven's a poacher. You know, he hunts animals. And right. He like he's hunted so many like whatevers. So and like I don't know if he's being a sympathetic character as that. <laughs> I, I I feel like, and I know Sony likes to be safe, kind of. So yeah. Like they might just make like some American hunter or something. Or right. Maybe a just some random foreign hunter. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're probably like, right. Maybe maybe like he could be like they're probably gonna make him like he's a defender of villagers or something. Okay, yeah. I can see that. I, I am a little bummed that we weren't, we are not getting Craven in the MCU. Just because mm. I feel like they could have done a lot more with him. Especially him having to connect to like the MCU universe. Right. But uh, other than that, um, I, Aaron Taylor Johnson is a good choice, I feel. Yeah. It's not, it's not like a big upsetting choice or something that yeah. I really have to squint my eyes to see. I can totally see him as Craven. And, you know, <laughs> I, I'm pretty satisfied with that choice. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And uh, he does well, you know, he has another franchise in his pocket, so congrats to him, and I wish him well, and I and I wish the team well when they do that. So, uh, other than that, moving on to the next topic. So, this one may be where we get into the brunt of the episode, which is going to be talking about another Marvel property here uh, in Loki, a Disney Plus series that premiered today. Now... What I'm going to be doing first is uh, we're going to be kind of talking about the early reviews uh, a lot of the critics have kind of put out in regards to the they they were given the first two episodes um, before it premiered today and most of, basically the con- general consensus is that it's a brilliant new Marvel show and we love it uh, but just to read off some a few uh, Liz Shannon Miller from Collider says that. Of all the surprises and twists introduced by this show, perhaps the most exciting is its deep investment in understanding its central character at his best and worst, asking some truly tough questions against the backdrop, a backdrop of a time travel lark. Loki was one of my, uh, one of the MCU's greatest villains, but he's just as compelling as the hero of his own story. So that was from a, a person at Collider, and then we'll. And then we'll do it. Okay, sorry. I'm kind of like looking at the computer while I'm trying to do this. Because <laughs> I didn't have any of this written down. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah I just looked at Okay. Uh, and then Daniel Feinberg from The Hollywood Reporter says, After two episodes, Loki is at a tipping point. Having set everything up to an exhausting degree, things could be lined up to get really entertaining, if not zany in a Rick and Morty way. Perhaps fun and some of the timeline rupture of the weak ways the CW Legends of Tomorrow has enjoyed with a similar premise and much less seriousness. That was from Daniel Feinberg at The uh, Hollywood Reporter. Hearing some of this, uh, the, the two and the general consensus, Abel, uh, obviously the first episode re- was released today. Um, me and Abel have watched that, and hopefully many of you have too. 
Would you want to go into spoilers for Abel? Or, actually, we'll give a ge- our general not thoughts. immediately. Let's, let's yeah. give our general thoughts, non-spoilers, give anyone a chance to listen to, like, kind of, like, yeah, go skip off. ahead or whatever. Um, uh, I, I would say... Um, you want to talk a little bit about the reviews first, or go right into, like, general Oh, no, it would just be us at, at this point, because I don't really care about... I mean, I don't want to really analyze what the executives are. Our take will probably be a lot more interesting, because not many people may expect it. Um, but yeah, go ahead with your general thoughts. And like Abel said, once we get to a certain point where we want to delve into spoilers, we'll give you some some time to skip. Um, and then I'll say done when when we're done. I don't know how long we'll, we'll talk or, about this for. I, I should have made this the last topic, but um, yeah. worst comes to worst, uh, we'll we'll just talk and then you know we'll we'll give you guys the lead um, to just go, or uh, I'll stop the recording and then. Uh, We'll just do another one, or we'll just wait ten seconds and then so on and so forth. Anyways, uh, go yeah, ahead. No problem. So, um, I do agree with the some of the reviews, even though I haven't seen that second episode yet. I've heard, <laughs> I've, I've heard that uh, it, it there's a lot of big shakeups in the second episode. So okay. Um, but no, I, I totally agree with that. That second review where it's like it's you can tell, you can tell it's setting up something. Right. It's um, I just think the world building in this. Just the first episode alone is really, really interesting and good. Um, it's something the MCU hasn't really tackled before. I mean, vaguely, kind of in the last movie, they tackled uh, like uh, time travel and time stuff. Right. That's in the trailer. Uh, that they were time society or whatever. Anyway, I, I think it sets up really good ideas and like lore. But I disagree with the second, with the first review in that. Um, I feel like the character development uh, so far was a bit rushed. Mm-hmm. I think they're trying to do what they did in five movies with Loki, you know, <laughs> trying, trying right. to condense it down into one episode with like this like pseudo therapy, uh, right? Like, uh, or like introspective look into Loki as a character through like a scene or two or a couple scenes. Mm-hmm. And for me, that's. And I know you're going to agree and elaborate a little more on this. It's almost like it's trying to really code on this sympathetic uh, coat of paint on Loki really fast. And I don't know if you've ever painted a car before, but you need to put, like, primer. You need to put, like, all these different things for paint to look good. Mm. And I feel like they just did it too fast. It's like, it's like we're just supposed to buy the, you know, the Loki from the first Avengers movie is just automatically redeemed. Or not redeemed, but like kind of like put into a more heroic light yeah. or a more sympathetic light. And you know, I will give them credit; they tried. I like what they did in this episode. I'll elaborate more later, but um, I, I think where this show definitely shines for me is in that world building part. Mm-hmm. Like not so much so far in Loki, but more in just kind of like how this entity exists in the MCU, right? How like it operates and what it's been doing. But we'll get more into the MCU, like I said. Yeah, and um, I'm going to be kind of relating some of the same uh, stuff that uh, Abel went through, but I'll start with my, like, what I liked first. My general thoughts about what I liked are the performances are obviously stellar. Uh, even Tom Hiddleston, who has played this character a million times, uh, has, can, you can already tell, like, he's still not even, uh, he's still finding new layers for this character, and that's a really, really tough thing to do, especially when you've played the character as many times as he's been able to and honored to play it. 
uh, for everyone and for us and for uh, for the role of, of Loki. And um, uh, obviously, I want to highlight Owen Wilson, who was uh, the absolute Wilson. champ in this episode. <laughs> I mean, I think I yeah, he's he's definitely a highlight. Yeah. So far. And uh, yeah. you you know he's he's playing a character that I feel like fits like a Woody Harrelson mentor type character. Yeah. He really it's gave like a off a Woody Harrelson type of vibe in this episode. Like, I assume they wanted to get Woody Harrelson for this, but he was like, I'm already in another superhero. Because <laughs> it feels so much like his, like a character he would play. I was like, is he playing Woody Harrelson? <laughs> yeah. But, and they really make a good job of like, almost setting him at the level of just Loki. Yeah. Making him almost like an equal, like, or kind of like, yeah. shifting the power dynamic almost. I think they <laughs> And I just, uh, I've, I've had a tremendous amount of newfound respect for the uh, Wilson brothers because I only knew them from limited roles that I saw them as when I was a kid. Um, but as an adult and watching their work with Wes Anderson and some other stuff that they've oh, done, yeah. I have a completely newfound love and respect for those two, uh, those two boys. So uh, thank, thank goodness that they're, that they're alive and that they're active. Um, anyways, uh, he was really good in it. Uh, the writing is obviously on par, on point uh, with the other Marvel shows that we've seen thus far. Uh, so the writing is good. The production design is, is, is amazing as well. Um, everything looks the way I'm assuming it should look. <laughs> uh, if there were time variants to exist in a world, I would, I would assume they'd look like... Uh, yeah, I was going to... Oh, I forgot to bring that up. Absolutely, the set design. Yeah. Like, it, it combines with the world building I was talking about. It's really well done. It's like this weird 1970s yeah. out-of-time office. It looks great. I think it's such a good idea. Yeah, okay. and and I like that it's so different because if you watch WandaVision, they had Shield there, and um, they looked the way Shield always looks, um, and it's really cool to see a different type of MCU government or interdimensional yeah. government type of authority look a lot different, feel a lot different um, than what we've already seen in these new Disney Plus shows, and it's gonna be, and I'm, I like that they're switching it up a lot with each show, uh, not making us feel like it's going to be feel the same be the same and the promise of the premise looks very interesting and i would engage someone to go check it out even though kind of like abel said uh i'm more interested in the premise than loki at the moment uh so i definitely want to highlight uh, that comment from Abel because it's kind of like you kind of already seen the way where loki's at right now we don't we don't know his development so um but we know that we but i i know that i definitely like it and i uh, like what they're promising us right now i guess yeah um, like it's yeah. Def- the, the premise is great and uh i was also gonna say that like i i don't know if, if we've seen this kind of like this kind of uh explanation of like time cops almost yeah um, it's 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 different i like it it's, yeah, it's very unique and that's hard too like considering the fact that we've seen iterations of this and it's usually like really futuristic and, uh, it's yeah. always taking place like a dystopian cyberpunk type of feel yeah exactly but, this is uh, definitely more like uh out of like uh, like uh otherworldly almost yeah. like yeah like still realistic enough to like feel tangible in the world of the yeah. mcu especially cause, for sure uh, like like you could totally see like uh i'll mention it spoilers but like the, re- the ways you get in there right just it's it's kind of like funny and like fascinating yeah, and I also want to take a moment to highlight the world building as Abel did because uh, I know that they've been really looking at Rick and Morty writers to write some of these new MCU content that they'll be writing to explain a lot of that time travel stuff. 
uh, and higher concept, complicated things for general movie going audiences because eventually uh, what Endgame did introduced a really big thing and we're going to be dealing with that for the next few movies until probably Fantastic Four or whatever. Which and honestly, I think this is going to lead to Secret Wars. Interesting. And then, I think then they'll probably uh, switch up the narrative. But yeah, until Secret Wars, I think they're going to keep doing this multiverse. Yeah, and, the, and I can't wait to see what they do. Um, but those, I would say, do you have any more general thoughts before we kind of move on to spoilers here? Performances are really solid. Uh, set design, like you said, amazing production too. Uh, world building, dialogue, funny, witty as always, and also like grounded. Um, yeah, if you like anything MCU, this is obviously going to be for you. Right. And you know, if you like any kind of like time travel stuff, I think there's some unique ideas in here to kind of like get you a little interested too. I, I would definitely. So now we're going to be, so if you, uh, basically, if you're, uh, don't, if you haven't seen the episode, we implore you to go see it. Uh, this would be the perfect time to kind of sign off. Uh, I don't know if there may be a bonus clip, uh, depending on me and Abel and how quickly we get through spoilers. Um, there may be one last topic we get to after this, um, but that's an iffy. So if you do see it, it'll probably be like an attachment to this or it'll be right after this topic. But nonetheless, uh, we'll give you five seconds to kind of like tune out um i would say come back after 10 minutes sort of maybe seven yeah, to eight ten, like a know. 10 minute yeah yeah and uh other uh, other than that um yeah we'll, we'll see if, if we end the show by then uh we'll, we want to say thank you for joining us for this episode um for one we're hoping to be able to do this uh not like weekly but definitely probably monthly yeah, intermittently um, or something like that. Me and Abel are going to discuss that once we kind of get um, our last episode got 25 plays, so we appreciate that. Um, even though I wasn't looking at it every day or anything like that, but uh, we appreciate the people that listened because uh, we didn't do any promotion for that or anything. People just enjoyed our topic. Uh, we implore you to go check that episode out too if you like this one. We talk about HBO uh, Max's announcement a year ago um, about their switching to HBO Max for all their movies for this year. So check that out if you want to. Thank you for joining us, Abel. If you want to say anything to the to the early audience that may have to go before, uh, just in case we do end the show after this. Yeah, be sure to stick around. Uh, I think we have, there's lots of uh, really good like topics that we'll be talking about in the future. I think this year is, is kind of just starting with like all the interesting stuff that's going to happen. So in terms of like pop culture, I mean, I know we've already had a lot of good stuff already, but I feel like it's about to pop off. Well, yeah, I forgot. Um, we could do a roundtable recommendations as well. Too. We can just recommend two things. If you want. I forgot to yeah. say that. But we'll, we'll quickly do that that segment. Uh, what it is is basically me and Abel recommend the audience some type of media variety to consume or go look at or check out that we're very interested in. So, Abel, do you have any recommendations for the roundtable that we're going to take today? Uh, I'm going to go with the obvious, just really quick. I mean, if you haven't seen it, please check out such a great show robert kirkman and uh you know amazon prime video like they've combined to make something really great it's it's not as if you've seen the boys it's not as sadistic as that it's, it's almost <laughs> like it is it is its own like superhero universe mm -hmm. and it has a lot of really great ideas and uh different approaches to the traditional norm um the performances are amazing the world building in that show as well as 
fantastic. Uh, and uh, yeah, just generally a really, really great show. I really recommend it to anyone who hasn't seen it yet. I think if you like anything superheroes, you owe me a double watch that. I strongly second that. Keep in mind, he did say it's very similar to The Boys in its content. If you're young and you're watching this, please go to a parent or adult team and talk to them about potentially watching that show before you watch it. Um, but it is a great show, and I recommend it. Stephen Yoon, J.K. Simmons, Sandra O, a bevy of other incredible actors, Mark Hamill, um, are a part of this. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Just round of applause. Oh, yeah, honestly, bro. My gosh, yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely do yourself a favor and check that out. Anything else, Ed? Um, I, I checked out Sound of Metal a couple weeks ago. That one's really good as well. It's no, uh, it's a no-brainer that that one is Sound of Metal. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's such a <laughs> introspective look into, like, the death of Kitty and how it, like, to live like that. And I think it's just, oh, great. Great performance there for his Ahmed. I think it's made me want to watch more of his stuff. That's a really good one too. I think of all the Oscar movies last year, that's definitely like one that you have to see if you're like if you're if you're just trying to find fun. Really right. Quickly. But yeah, I think that's definitely definitely a movie I think you should watch. It's successful. It's really smart. It's like really interesting. And I really like it. Nice, nice. Okay. And anything else? That. Oh, one more thing. Uh, there's this game called Control. It came out about two years ago. That's also a great game. Um, it, it's very. Uh, it's 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 like I feel like a lot of games are kind of like not trying to do this like uh, approach anymore. But it is very single player focused. If you want it, like just a great gameplay and like you know pretty good story, that's the game to go. Just go. Seeing your character start from the beginning to the end of the game, it's just, it's such a beautiful way, like, games should be, you know, where you start out at this minuscule nothing level, and by the end of the game, you're just kind of this god, like, with levitation, okay. um, what's it called, uh, and, like, uh, telekinesis and stuff. Right. And one more time, the world building in that is also fantastic, like, when you, like, pick up, like, a document, you never read it, you know, it's, like, just random collectibles. But in this game, you kind of start learning about, like, in the game, they call it objects of power. And, like, there's some really good, like, funny stuff there. And, like, it's a really, it's just, like, it's good, it's good uh, writing. Right. Overall, I'll say. And I think you should definitely check it out. It also has a really unique aesthetic, too. That kind of reminds me of the Loki series, in a way. Just because it's so, like, bureaucratic, but yeah. also very, like, off. Like, there's just some. <laughs> like, I said. That's yeah. definitely another really good game that anyone should check out really if you like games. Cool, cool. Some strong recommendations there uh, for the roundtable. I did this down. Uh, so I guess How about you? me, man, I don't, I don't know if I've been watching anything more exciting. Well, I have been um, uh, watching Bob's Burgers. Uh, that The newest season was really good, so if you haven't checked that out, check it out. It's a smartly written show per usual. Voice acting is great. The characters are fun. Really quickly, have you checked out um what's that other show they made? Uh, Central Perks. Uh, I have not checked that out yet, and I know that I think the same animation team uh, made the Nick Offerman uh, North Hunter Canada type show that he's doing on Fox as well. I think it's called The Great North, but it's been like Canadian Family Network. It's not sure about that one, um, and it has like a similar type of animation to Bob's Burgers. 
which I also want to check out. Also, uh, Duncanville, which is one of the people that, from the same team that does The Simpsons, also uh, just started their new show up. I mean, I think it's on a hiatus now because of maybe they didn't film a lot of episodes pre-pandemic, but um, really, really enjoying that uh, at the moment. And uh, I just finished replaying Spider-Man PS4 and Bully. Uh, for my new upcoming uh, YouTube channel that I'm kind of rebranding and reworking to uh, publish and all that stuff. So uh, when that when I do publish it, I'll let you guys know. But um, if you haven't played those games, I highly recommend both of those games. Carry really great characters, really good gameplay, and a very engaging story. So uh, if you like playing games, I recommend that one. Uh, other than that, I, that's all I got, guys. So. That was the recommendations of the roundtable. Uh, and now we can say our dearly departed goodbyes. Uh, and uh, hope to see you guys next time we do this. And uh, again, uh, Gabriel, would you like to say anything to the audience before we let them go? Love you guys. Appreciate you for listening. And for sure, come back. We've got a lot of stuff planned, and we really hope you're ready to do this. We really do. Um, so we'll give you guys a few seconds have you guys sign off and then uh, when I count back from five we're going to assume all the people that are gone are gone and we're going to continue on with these spoiler reviews should I take a moment five four three two one if you're still here we're assuming you're not interested in watching the episode or you don't mind spoilers one of the two so you have been warned, this is now going to be turned into a spoiler discussion uh, where we will get into specifics of the first episode of the Loki series uh, on Disney+. Plus. So that's your warning. Abel, uh, yeah. lead us on. Man. All right. Um, let me expand a little bit on the character development of Loki that uh, I was speaking about earlier. So, yeah, uh, it starts out, they get him there. It's fresh 2012, the Avengers Loki, still very arrogant. <laughs> um, they get him there, they trip him down, uh, they basically tell him they're going to kill him, uh, but Loki pulls him aside, and he's like, here, come to this room, I'm going to show you your life. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, kinda, he shows him, I, I was a little disappointed, I thought they were going to show some, like, I mean, the BB Cooper stuff was really cool. That was cool. I thought they were gonna sh- that was really cool. Yeah. I thought they were going to show some more younger Loki stuff, just because he's lived for, like, a thousand years, and right. I feel like they keep ignoring that they keep playing that, but... Yeah, they started out basically for the Avengers to play. They're like, look at you. You know, you, you just want to cause destruction and pain or whatever. And, you know, he's kind of like not denying it. Then the episode goes <laughs> on, he escapes. And then he comes back to that room and he watches what happens to Loki and the rest of the MCU. And he sees his mom die, his dad die, and then him die. And then he gets perspective, which isn't a terrible idea. It's, 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 it works enough for right. me to let it pass. But I still feel like, you know, because after that scene, he's like, here's why I really, you know, am the way I am. Right. Starts, like, doing a real heart-to-heart with the Loki character. And I think that's, I mean, it didn't lose me at all. Like, it's it's fine. But I think the writing could have been a little stronger. Right. And uh, I think, if anything, that should have been over uh, the course of the series rather yeah. than kind of like the first episode. But I get what they're doing. If they're really trying to, you know, build towards something, they just really need to get that out of the way. Because, you know, they, they can't have Dylan Loki uh, with the narrative they're building, I guess. Yeah. 
but I still think that would have been really interesting to have it just be still mostly the villain of the fantasy and like slowly break but like not totally you know kind of like just because you haven't gone through all the experiences that Loki so I don't know I think that's where the episode for me kind of felt not as strong but like I said that oh there's so many great Good. like yeah. world building things and and you know Kevin Feige wasn't joking when he said that like this is very influential in the MCU it's very like it's very involved in it like right the fact that like infinity stones in the TVA are used as paper that's amazing yeah. that's, that's good stuff right there <laughs> that's good stuff. <laughs> the fact that there's other variants in time um the fact that there's like this uh there's the three celestials that oversee the timeline of the universe and how there's a great multiverse war i think that was really fascinating like i kind of want to know more about that and like how Gonna affect the future because you know uh, the Doctor Strange is gonna be in the multiverse of madness. Like I think that's gonna relate for sure. And you know just general other like fun stuff. Like I think they make there's a throwaway line about how if you wake up 30 minutes too late to work or you know you miss your appointment or whatever, then the TBA comes and apprehends you for that. <laughs> and, they, and they reset the timeline. Oh yeah, I yeah. It's really, I think it's really funny. It's almost like Men in Black. <laughs> the way they reset stuff it's really i like that a lot um yeah that's definitely the strength of this the show so far yeah. just that whole time you're in negotiating uh authority also um i think there's probably some like narrative threads i don't know if it's like if it was intended or not but i feel like the tba is like the young people are trusted and i think they're, they're mm-hmm. kind of slowly kind of like remove that shield throughout the series that's an interesting take. See, I didn't expect that right there. Like, that's a, I, I kind of, I'm like in the in the vein of like, oh, they're all I mean, good. Just, you know? But you're right, bro. I, I was reading, I was reading online. It's just kind of like, uh, and I think like Loki even makes a point of it in like one of his dialogues where it's just like free will versus like authoritarian order. Like, yeah. They're so strict on this timeline. They will literally not allow anything to happen. So it's kind of like, <laughs> it's, it's, it seems a bit like, yeah, like. Bureaucrats, it's like, and it's they're so bureaucratic, it's just like you can't trust them, you know. <laughs> I really like it. I think uh, that's what they're gonna do for it. I, I feel, I feel, so, I'm kind of like in the same way you are, where the I, I'm not gonna lie, I was really like the, the scene that I was most into was um, the, the scene where he goes back and he sees all that. Uh, so I was kind of like, you were like, I was like, ah. at first, it wasn't working for me that. Uh, not because of like the, the actors or the writing, I was just yeah, kind of like thinking he, he, in the back of my mind what you were, you were thinking. And, like really acts his ass off. Yeah, and that for me that kind of like sold me on the show. Like, oh my god, like the fact that I'm even feeling emotion for something I've seen a million times still uh, with this performance yeah. is definitely like a reason to stay. Uh, even though I kind of don't really like the trend of these uh, Disney like sympathizing every single one of their villains that. Yeah, it's like yeah. mainstream now with it a little bit too much. I didn't even notice it was a lot of Disney. Yeah, like, like it's, it seems like Quella is a big component of that. Kylo Ren, who started off really bad. Yeah. You know, like he kind of slowly became like his his change was really quick, in my opinion. Obviously, that wasn't Adam Driver's fault because he was amazing as Kylo Ren. Um, but that could have obviously been thought out a little bit more. And I do I do remember hearing that J.J. Abrams said that no matter what, he was going to be good. Um, which that's obviously 
this is that's where they were heading towards in the fourth movie. But yeah, like I, I think that's what he wanted. So like it didn't need to happen. Yeah, and uh, but I just wish that you know some villains would remain villain. Darth Vader is not going to be as interesting if like within the first scene he looks at Leia and he says, "I know you from somewhere." Whatever you don't remember me, but you're the club. Like you don't want to hear him. Or like after he throws Leia away and he tells her you're part of the alliance, and you're like, it's a funny line. <laughs> um, but you don't want to hear like in the first movie at the end, like you see a picture of like him and Luke Skywalker and and Princess Anna, yeah, uh, like Padme holding their babies at the end of like Force Awakens in the post-credit scene, um, and then like you you felt that sympathy for him right away. You know what I mean? Like that would have lessened yeah, so the. Like, it's something you have to work for. Yeah. Like I said, that's something that he did over the course of the five years. And, and it was, and even at the end, he wasn't a hundred. Yeah, like even even in Avengers Endgame, like I still wouldn't believe that, like if if they weren't in trouble and um, or if they weren't in a lot of trouble and Loki wasn't like I don't know how to say, even in the moment in his last moment, I just don't believe like he would be uh, like the way he was in this episode a little bit, like just so over emotional or. I don't know how to say it, but yeah. it, he was just yeah, a little bit sure. off uh, in some ways for me. Um, and in other ways, he shines, like, kind of like what you were mentioning. But Disney just really has to learn, like, I don't got to make everybody good. Like, there's not not everybody good in this world. Um, I'm not saying that not, yeah. nobody could change, but the yeah. story so could like, be... Change is always kind of like... Messy. Gradual, yeah. And, and like you said, too. So I kind of was a little bit let down by that. But I do understand for the context of fact that we have the Avengers Endgame was like a year ago and uh, I'm sure this this show was supposed to come out I don't know if it was supposed to come out this year or last year but um what was it supposed to come out last year or do you really the height of it this year okay yeah that, that makes sense to me too um I can understand the quick catch up like this is what you guys missed out on if you don't remember and all that stuff which makes yeah, sense I, I, I was gonna say that too like you can yeah. probably feel the writing was like <laughs> they're literally right. In case, you know, you're not caught up. Yeah. And, and I mean, uh, that's fine because you have to do that for the ad, but... Yeah, but, uh, you know, obviously, hopefully the, uh, the, 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 the things that they did leave on the table for us to discover um, is going to be vast and it's going to be weird, and, I, and that's what's keeping me engaged as well as Tom Hiddleston's beautiful performances and what uh, Owen, Owen Wilson is going to be doing, too. Um, at first, I didn't even know... Um, Owen Wilson was playing the character that he was playing. I thought he was, when I first heard he was cast, I was like, oh, I'm assuming Loki's going to possess him. And then he was going to be like a meat, a meat sack to Loki's mischievous adventures throughout time, the hype from the, the yeah. time variant. Yeah, like, if, if they were going that different direction, I could totally see it. Yeah, and I was like, like the but direction I'm, they're going now, I'm like, yeah, this is not good. Yeah, and I, and I like the, the, what they have him doing in the show, uh, like this character yeah. character. And yeah. like I said, I really like the shifting of the power balance, just because, like, after the scene where he was, like, he's all the Infinity Stones, and he's kind of, like, not even using any of his powers, it is really cool to just see, like, like what he looks without any of that stuff. Right. And just knowing but, uh, what he's got. But, yeah. I will give the MCU credit. Um, they have been doing a very diligent job of really differentiating their movies from their TV shows, because uh, I think that would have been, the way Kevin Feige has not, like, done this masterfully with the movies prior to writing the show and directing, um, 
comes out of like just shows his talent. I think the broadcast team is I'm gonna pause really quickly. Uh, yeah. it's recording so I'm kinda gonna pause. Okay, continuing on. Um but yeah, I think that uh Kevin Feige did a marvelous job finding yeah, a like, way to meld these things together because I think that's even more challenging than just creating a straightforward here's all my movies, you know, like you basically added a new layer to this whole cinematic franchise which is only going to get bigger from here so i'm both worried but excited uh, not worried anymore as much as i was before i saw one decision but you know i guess my only worry now is how these things will affect the movies but he always finds a good way of explaining things very quickly to the general audience if they haven't seen everything or don't know the full picture so uh in that way i feel safe in his hands and i do give him the benefit to add on to those things. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, like, it's, uh, I was gonna say that, like, production value is so good. Like, I think oh, yeah. this probably looks the most like a movie compared to all the other shows so far. Yeah, that's true, too. I, I'll definitely give it. That's something I can kind of, I, I, it felt, it feels a little bit different because it seems like they're using more filmic style cameras. And you know that, yeah. um, you know that, like, uh, WandaVision used a lot of, like, the sitcom traditional sitcom stuff that they used back in those days for the eras that they were going through in that, in that show in general. And I feel like Falcon and Winter Soldier was a lot more gritty, wire meets, like, action action movie type of stuff they're usually on, um, and a lot more realistic. This fits, like, a perfect balance between both somehow, where it's realistic yeah. but still fantasy-like and imaginative in a new way. And Absolutely, I like yeah. that. That, you know, yeah, even sure. in even in television, the MCU could still surprise us, um, and they have yeah. been surprising us in some points. I think that's probably the most testament to the show is just like the fact that it can still surprise you, even though like in the MCU, whenever you think you've seen everything, right? It's like, no, there's still way more. It's like the fact that this is like you said, more like a layer to this universe. Like, oh, this they've always been here. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, one more thing. I was just the one more disappointment I had in the show. Like, this is supposed to be, like, this otherworldly, like, corporation or authority or space agency, whatever. But, like, why are they all humans? Why are they all humans, Ethan? Like, That's a no good aliens. question. Like, I'm like, this is, I, I feel like Rick and Morty would have been, like, no, she's like, they're all aliens. Like, of course, <laughs> humans aren't here. But, like, right. I don't know. It's so weird. I, I mean, like, I get they want to have actors and stuff. But, like, <laughs> I don't know. That, that, to me, was just, like, uh, I don't get it. Um, yeah, right. that was a little bit of a missed opportunity, especially because, like, we don't know the budget for these shows. Uh, Kevin Feige made it seem like they're what you would make, like a regular, like what he makes, what he made the first Iron Man for is what it seems like the budget for these TV shows are for. Um, but yeah, makes, then again, like maybe because uh, with stuff like hopefully the future stuff, especially with stuff like She-Hulk, which is currently filming, um, which is an, another original Disney TV series, uh, or not Disney TV, Disney Plus uh, channel show, and also Miss Marvel, which is also filming. Uh, it'll be very interesting because those characters really rely on uh, visual effects as well uh, on a more practical level where it's like their bodies are what's going to yeah. be the physical semblance of their characters less so of like what uh, uh, Elizabeth Olsen has to do with her fingers or uh, what they yeah, do yeah. in Vision. I mean, Vision or like Captain not, America was like not like sealed. Or yeah, like, so, so it should be uh, interesting to see. But uh, we, I do want to say congratulations to the team at Marvel for once again, delivering another start to a very uh, 
promising series. And uh, yeah. I guess we'll see where it goes here. Um, well, absolutely. Um, I was going to ask you uh, final thoughts, and then after that, um, the where do you place this, and like with the other Disney Plus shows? I would say for me, I think. Okay. I would say like the. Uh, for me, I I guess I want to wait until the end to see uh, where the, I would rank you know, it. For one. You're absolutely. Um, and then my final thoughts is I do like what I see. I think the next episode will kind of get me a little bit more on board, um, uh, like more into it compared to like me in this first episode where I was a little bit more hesitant uh, because I know this character very well and I know the actor that's playing him very well in regards to like what he's done with the character so far. And I felt like he had a really good ending in Avengers Endgame, which is still considered the, the Loki that, that I grew up with. So that's the one that obviously I have more attachment to than the other. And I, I always have that one. But, um, but this is still a fine way to go. And uh, I, my prediction for the next time, or do you want to do predictions after you're done giving your final thoughts? Uh, you can do predictions. Okay, so then I would say my prediction is I don't really know where they're going with this villain Loki thing. That's a little bit strange to me. But, you know, I think that somehow, some way, he may find a middle ground instead of being all good or all bad. It'll be like a literal one of those like the way Vision was like there can be more like which one is the real Vision type shit like I think okay. they're gonna do yeah. that here but make it more of like a literal him accepting both sides of himself if anything I guess uh, both the good and the bad and instead of like killing one side and enabling the other or uh, he'll find balance in a new way I guess is what I'm trying to say uh, throughout the course of the show. Okay. What about you, uh, Abel? What are your final thoughts? Um, I'll just be quick. Uh, yeah, I, I think I already gave my predictions so far. TVA is going to be like, untrustworthy. Um, I think the other dimension Loki that they use at the end of this episode is going to be... I don't think it's going to be Loki, but then again, I don't want to get my prediction uh, theories like right. you know too high up, because you know, one division show, you got to keep it tempered. <laughs> Theorize they didn't even show a face of like who it was. Right. Um, and then I think general thoughts, like I said, the whole thing is really good. It's going in a really good direction. I honestly think it has potential to be the best Disney Plus show so far, but mm-hmm. we'll have to wait and see on that. Cool. Well, um, I guess for now we can end it here. We'll save our the topic that we were going to talk about today for the next one. Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> okay, so can you hear me now? <laughs> um, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, so, yeah, what, the the topic that we were going to talk about, we'll just save it for the beginning of the next episode, because that one is a little bit of a doozy. Other than that, we uh, thank our sponsors at GreatMG.info. Uh, it looks like that, that the person that's going to be listening to this, too, will be, uh, that is running. Um, we appreciate the sponsorship for this episode, and uh, thank you again, Abel, for joining me for this as my co-host and Patrons, in this episode that we had, um, we hope that the people that are still left uh, from the spoiler review uh, enjoyed this whole show, and uh, we hope to bring you guys more in due time. And Abel, uh, I, I would just like to say thank you again, and we'll see you soon. Abel, do you have any final words before we end the show? Um, I will see you guys next time. Love you. Thank you guys, and enjoy the rest of your day.